Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast, the weekly listen for Farm Selling Direct. We'll talk about the four levers for farm success, which are quality, brand, price, and convenience. We'll hear from outside industry experts and producers like you to delight your customers, save time, and to increase your direct farm sales and business. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast. I'm Rory, your host for today's episode. We've got a great conversation for you today with the Rodale Institute. Rodale is a nonprofit dedicated to growing the organic movement through rigorous research, farmer training, and consumer education. Widely recognized as a founder of the modern organic movement, Rodale Institute has been a global leader in regenerative organic agriculture for over 70 years. I'm delighted to welcome Justin Barclay, the farm education manager at Rodale, for Rodale Institute's farmer training program, or RIFT. Justin also runs the Veteran Farmer Training Programs, a subset of RIFT, where in this role, Justin organizes and coordinates curriculum, lecturers, and field trips to a class of participants, providing them the skills and experiences necessary to operate a highly diversified, certified organic farm. Welcome, Justin. It's great to have you here. Obviously, Rodale's a, a staple in the organic agriculture world and the ag world in general, like we mentioned, 70 years. But could you maybe start by giving us some of the background behind Rodale Institute and how it came to be? Sure. Uh, thanks so much for, for having me on today. So I'll jump right in. So Rodale Institute has been around for quite a while. It was started in 1947. It was originally known as the Soil and Health Foundation. So this year they will be celebrating its 75th you know, anniversary. So it was originally established with J.I. Rodale. He's the founder of the Rodale Institute. And then over the years, as transitioned to his son, Bob Rodale, who purchased the farm where we are currently located at there, located just outside Kutztown, Pennsylvania. And then it was also turned over to his daughter, Maria. And then her daughter, Maya, is also uh, the chairman of our board of directors. But one of the, the main focus areas within the Rodale Institute actually has three focus areas, organic research, farmer training, and consumer education. So those are the three pillars that really support the mission there at the Rodale Institute. And a very long time ago, you know, one of the, the things that was written on the blackboard that we still try to practice today is that healthy soil equals healthy food equals healthy people. So that's really our mission rolled up in a nutshell with the main focus there with those three pillars. So we have a lot of great research activities there. We have world-class you know, scientists there conducting a lot of fascinating research. We have a lot of uh, farmer training that's going on there at the moment. We also do uh, some c consumer education. So that's pretty much the main focus areas. And, and my main focus is within the farmer training aspect there at the Rodale Institute. That's awesome to hear and, and really cool that it's so focused on those three areas. I, I, I love that idea too of healthy soil, healthy food, healthy people. So you started to get into it there of, of what does Rodale do today? And obviously it, it encompasses a lot. But I was wondering, could you maybe talk about what's the impact of that work and, and what is the impact of Rodale's voice really in the world of organic farming? Sure. So one of the key things is our voice. We have a very great reputation within the world of organic and especially within organic research, just because it, it, it has been our focus for so long. You know, we have very critical projects, whether it's our farm systems trial, which has been going on since 1981. So it has over 40 years of continuous data comparing conventional crops and organic crops grown side by side. It has a, a sister project, the vegetable systems trial, which has a similar focus, 
but more focused on, on vegetables versus the, the farm systems trials, more of a focus on the commodity crops like corn, soybean, wheat, and, and those type of main commodity crops. But yeah, the, just the cool research that has been going on there. Again, we have a lot of very big brain PhD scientists that are, are doing some great work. And we've also done a lot of good work recently with expanding the, the education part. 2021 is when we actually launched our virtual campus. So we actually have some additional online courses that, that I help run through one of our learning management systems in addition to the workshops and webinars that we've been doing for several years now. And then the main focus right now is I get to focus a lot on, on the farmer training aspect. Yeah, that's really cool to hear too that you guys are adapting. Definitely 70 years ago, the, the world of sharing all this data and resources was a very different place. So adapting to that, that digital world. We've touched on those three pillars, but what is the kind of direct mission that Rodale has today? And maybe how has that changed a little bit or has it stayed the same since its inception? Sure. One of our things that we like to focus on or that we are focusing on right now is that we want to increase the organic acreage within the U.S. and abroad. So that's one of our, our main goals. And obviously our, our mission is still the same. We want to create, you know, healthy people. And we do that by the healthy food and then backwards all the way to the, the healthy soil. So soil health is always at the foundation of, of everything that, that we focus on. But right now we're making a really big push on converting or increasing the organic acreage across the U.S. So we're doing that through the farmer training and education that I mentioned, but also our consultant team is doing a lot of great work. So we have a great group of individuals spread across the United States that are helping farmers transition from conventional to organic agriculture. That's really cool to hear too, because now it's almost like a requirement to have a mission statement. But I love that you guys have that almost measurable goal of, of increasing organic acreage in the U.S. that it's not just let's make healthy soil that which makes healthy food and makes healthy people, but you're tying it to this something that you can actually look at each year and say, are we accomplishing that mission? Is there more organic acreage? That's really cool. Yeah, and it, it's almost like a, a twofold thing. It's not only acreage, we also just want to increase the number of, of organic farmers out there mm -hmm. too. So I know there is a, obviously a correlation between the acreage and <laughs> and the farmers themselves, but we also believe that creating more farmers is just important as just turning over to the acreage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Part of creating those farmers is, is definitely your program and training farmers in those things. Could you maybe explain your programs a little bit and, and how they're organized and, and how they contribute to that mission of Rodale? Sure, so I'll start off talking about the Rodale Institute Farmer Training Program or the RIFT program as we call it. It's uh, continually being improved year to year. We take the feedback very seriously that we get from the interns and it's made a lot of great strides over the past several years. I'd say probably just go back even eight to 10 years ago, it was very, you know, hands-on focused with a, a limited amount of, of education, but just again, focused on working directly into the fields. And then if you fast forward all the way to where we are in the current iteration of Rift, I think we have a very good balance between education and hands-on training. So the way it's broken down within the week, our program is generally Monday through Friday. There all are sometimes night times and weekend chores that, that are doled out amongst the interns, but the main bulk of our training and work occurs from a Monday to Friday. And out of that 40 plus hour, you know, week, 16 hours are purely set aside for just education, which I think is really important. So we really made a very deliberate effort to make education a, a key cornerstone of the experience that our interns have here. Dan Kemper, he's the master trainer. He's done a, a great job over the past several years, really enhancing 
the, the curriculum and making it, you know, a professional product. So the way that a typical week looks like Monday mornings, we do a, a walking field lecture. We're checking up on the crops and the animals on a week to week basis. Also refining our task list for that particular week. Monday afternoons, we generally have a lecture provided by, it could be a Rodale staff member, some, someone from our research team, one of the scientists, one of our scientists that work at some of our satellite locations that we have within Rodale Institute across the country, or we bring in outside experts to help us bring in you know, additional skill sets. Monday is totally dedicated to education. Tuesday is kind of a regular work day. Wednesday morning is a regular work day. Wednesday afternoons, we like to do a lot of field trips. So we visit a lot of organic operations within the region here. We're located here outside Kutztown, Pennsylvania. So most of our field trips occur within about a one to two hour radius of that. Thursday is a regular work day. We also will start some of our, our market activities early there in June. So some of those markets will kick off in Thursday afternoon. Friday morning is the work day. And then Friday afternoon, we also have an additional field trip and or lecture or special guest or some type of other activity that we like to implement. So we're really proud with the way that the program is out of that, that 40 or so hours, 16 are set aside for education with the remaining 24 hours within that given week that are spent with interns getting hands-on training. Right now it's a lot of, you know, working in the greenhouse and a little bit of work in the animals, but once the temperatures get a little bit warmer here in Pennsylvania, stuff will be thrown here in the fields in the next couple of weeks and then we'll be rocking and rolling by the end of May and definitely getting to that that run there in June and then hanging on for the rest of the summer. So that's pretty much the, the way that, that our RIF program works in a nutshell. And just the caveat off of that, the veteran farmer training program is really just a, a subset of our RIF program where the, the veteran farmer training program was originally established in 2016. So that was the first year that we were able to have some interns or veteran interns on site. And it's really made a lot of strides over the years where it's been fully integrated now with the, the RIFT program, pretty much most of 2021 and here in 2022. So really the programs are melded. So if someone comes and looks, they wouldn't really be able to tell who is in what particular program. The veterans are fully integrated with all the things that the other interns are doing within the farmer training program. That's really cool to hear. Barnador works really closely with the Farmer Veteran Coalition. Mm -hmm. And so we've definitely seen the impact that, that farming can have for veterans and the impact that veterans can have on farming. And it, it's really cool to see that you guys are leaning into that and helping to get more veterans in your program and, and farming organically with all the resources that Rodale has at its fingertips. And you touched on a little bit how you guys have balanced that shift of hands-on stuff and curriculum and learning in the classroom. What are some of the other ways that program has developed since you've been with Rodale? So one of the things that we're really proud of is that we've been able to bring in a lot of outside agencies and organizations to, to help expose the, the interns and help them make their agricultural you know enterprise that they hopefully start when, when they leave here become more successful so obviously we have a lot of expertise in-house there at Rodale with organic certification talking to the research staff here the scientists but over the past several years we've incorporated a lot of different organizations we've worked a lot with a uh, kitchen table consultants so they provide a lot of uh, farm-based accounting for our interns so they get an in-depth you know series of afternoon lectures and homework assignments just to help them better balance their books. We also work with organizations like AgriBility. So even just this week, we had a, a representative, uh, Abby Spackman from the Pennsylvania 
branch of uh, AgriBuildy come out and make a presentation to the interns. So just if people do have a disability or they become injured, they are able to help them remain within the field of agriculture or within that industry. And then also working with different groups like small business development centers, you know, help bring in the business aspect side of things and also working with, with Barn to Door. We have a lot of exciting things here that we hope to integrate with you guys later on this season and expose the interns about different ways that they can market the products and different ways that they can reach out to the customer base and increase their reach. So just bringing a lot of those outside skill sets or something that is not, you know, resident within Rota Institute. We're a nonprofit, so we're not exactly focused on, you know, turning farmers into being profitable, successful entrepreneurs, but we, we, we can teach them how to farm, but we definitely need to reach out to outside experts like you guys and a bunch of other groups to, to give them those additional skill sets so that they become successful once they leave and, and graduate our program. That's really cool to hear that it's such a, a well-rounded education and, and that you kind of acknowledge you guys definitely are the experts in organic agriculture, that, without a doubt, but bringing in kitchen table consultants to cover books and, and other resources that are available like Barn to Door, which is, is really cool to hear that you guys are covering all the bases there. I was curious with your veterans side of the program, how have veterans responded to the program and are there any success stories that kind of come to mind? Sure. So actually the genesis for, for creating the veteran farmer training program was a veteran who I first met in 2015 and he came by and was visiting Rodale because he was very interested in learning about organic agriculture. And the program that I was running at the time was one that was partnered with the local university, Delaware Valley University, which is still a great program, the organic farming certificate program where students and military veterans in that program would come to Rodale for their summer semester. And he had a really strong desire to learn about organic agriculture, but he just didn't want to go back through the, the full college route. So it was a light bulb moment for me. I realized that, hey, we needed to come up with a complimentary program to address the needs of military veterans that want to learn about organic agriculture, but don't necessarily want to go the formalized route through university or, or college. So in 2016, we were able to get the first group of veterans to come through there. And, you know, for the, I guess for the past six, six years or so, the program was entirely funded through private donations from organizations and, and individuals. So whether it was Newman's Own Foundation, anonymous donors in the Lehigh Valley and greater New York City area, Farmer Veteran Coalition, who you mentioned, they've been tremendous partners of ours providing very, very generous, you know, financial support for the veteran stipends over the years. But yeah, so it's a lot of veterans, they're looking or yearning for that opportunity to jump back into the world of ag or even enter it for the first time. They're able to find some type of, you know, solace or some type of uh, different change of life, whether they retired from the military or just exited you know, after a couple enlistments or a couple of, uh, you know, years in, that they found it to be a rewarding though very difficult career field, but to just find something that, that kind of fills a void that, that they miss when they leave the service. So it's, we generally don't have any problem filling our, our quota each year of military veterans that want to join the program. And we often for the past couple of years now have had a waiting list, which is good and bad problem. We'd love to be able to take everyone who had an interest, but they come here you know, very inspired. They're willing to learn and then you know, figure out what type of farming that they want to do now. You know, not everyone ends up in the field of agriculture, but at least everyone who puts in an, an honest effort through this program at least has enough skills to make a pretty cool garden, you know, yeah. at, <laughs> at their own house, even if they don't end up in the world 
directly yeah. in the world of ag. At least we give them the skill sets to, to accomplish that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's awesome. If I was a, a farmer just starting out and, and I signed up for your program, what would my next steps look like? What would those first couple of weeks look like? Would I need to move out to Rodale for the next couple of months? Yeah, so that's one of the, the first things. If you're a military veteran, we have two options. We have a, a long season option that just started here in 2022. So our long season option is fully integrated again with our RIF program, but it's a 35 week experience. So it normally starts around that second Monday there in March and runs through pretty much that first Friday there in November. So it's again, it's an immersive season long experience. So first is, Hey, am I able to make this nine month commitments? If yes, so then you could apply for our long season program. And if not, we still have a, a short season program option because uh, not every veteran is able to come here for nine months. A lot of them have other family commitments or other commitments that prevent them from coming here for a solid nine months, or maybe they are enrolled in one of the formalized education, you know, programs through a university and they only have time in the summer. So we also have the short season option, and that's generally between eight and 18 weeks. And it's normally between the months of May through August is when we would like for them to experience the bulk of their training time there at Rodale. That's our, our busy season. And they get to experience at least some of the grind, if not all of it, but at least the, the major part there of going through that, that summer growing season. As far as, uh, I guess, the, the timeline, this is a competitive process. So mm -hmm. We recommend that people submit their applications. They can submit it every time, but we really only review them in the fall. So that's, we start doing our recruitments. It's on and off throughout the season, but we really start reviewing all the applications and stuff that we get in the fall season. So we'll do our initial screening interviews there late fall. And then we normally transition to the second round interviews for people that are going to make the final what we hope will be the final cuts there very late fall or sometimes early winter so that they're able to get all their affairs in order and come here ready to roll come early March. Yeah, that's awesome. And you kind of talked earlier about some of the, the stuff that you guys are working on at Rodale and that, that you're teaching these these interns as well as some of the people that you bring in to teach. But broadly over the course of those weeks, what are some of the primary areas of focus for these training programs? So depending on what season that the, the veteran or even the intern is able to start, if they come there in into winter time, they'll be able to help and assist with some of the seeding stuff that occurs in the greenhouses. And then some initial work there in the high tunnels, which allows you to extend your growing season or start it a little bit earlier. So that's pretty much what they're, they're doing right now. It's still a fair amount of greenhouse work and some stuff in the high tunnels. So a lot of it is cleaning stuff and doing some other tasks. So we do, we have a, a small flock of chickens at the moment. So there are about 140 ish or so chickens. So they are rotating, doing some of the duties with those. We have a handful of pigs on site at the moment. So they also get some work with uh, the small livestock. We also have some other good partners that we work with. One great group is the Carversville Farm Foundation. So they're located there well, about an hour or so from Rodeo, but they have some larger scale animal stuff and livestock stuff. They're also a, a great nonprofit where they donate, I think it's 90% plus of all their produce goes directly to food banks. And their stuff is like restaurant quality stuff that they don't even bother giving to restaurants or selling, you know, their main mission is providing food to, to food banks. So we like to partner with them and learn the skill sets that they have there. So that's the early season stuff. And then once we get into to the grind, there's going to be a lot of vegetable work there especially coming to May and June, our markets will start kicking off and 
the primary focus of our markets is that we try to target food desert areas within Pennsylvania. So the closest ones that we deal with are Allentown and Reading. Those are both cities within Pennsylvania that are about 30 to 40 minutes from Rodale. One's kind of due east, the other's kind of due west. So we understand that there are other needs, you know, also in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, but we tend to focus on more of the places that are immediate to our areas that, you know, that don't have access to, you know, good, healthy, nutritious food. So that's specifically where we set up our farmer's markets and we distribute a lot of our produce through those avenues because we don't want to compete with other organic farmers at the farmer's markets. We're not there to, to undercut them. We want them to be able to make as much profit as they can. So we try to specifically target those underserved areas within our region. And then once you, you know, hit the summer months, you'll be harvesting this stuff. You'll go through our processing facility, you know, with, with packing, running stuff to markets, and then you just repeat that cycle for about the next three to four months after that. Stuff slowly winds down there in the later months in September, October-ish. That's really yeah. cool to hear too, that you guys are, are targeting those food deserts and purposely not competing with other organic farmers. Then to be able to share that food that you're producing with people that might not be able to access it otherwise is a really cool aspect of the program. We are you know, supported as the nonprofit. So we do get a you know, fair amount of grants and private donations. So that gives us an unfair advantage you know, or leverage over organic farms. So the last thing we want to do is, is be undercutting them because they're a whole mission. Those are the people yeah. that we want to support. Mm -hmm. That's awesome to hear. And you kind of touched on the research and things that are going on at Rodale. Obviously, you guys have all these scientists there who are on the cutting edge, really, of the organic movement. What role does that research and and that level of expertise of Rodale play into your training programs? I think it really serves as an attractive aspect that we're able to provide. So again, I mentioned before about those afternoon lectures, whether it's a Monday, Wednesday, or or Mm -hmm. Friday afternoon. So pretty much all the research team there at Rodale will be giving at least one, if not multiple presentations to the interns there. And just being able to get access to this world-class staff. These people are, are experts in their fields. They come from all over the world. We have scientists from China, from Lebanon, from wow. Iran. We've had other ones from Kenya, obviously people from within the United States, from Nepal. Just drawing in all that, that great knowledge that's out there and having them all at our Kutztown location, you know, it's just a tremendous asset that a lot of places aren't able to do. And even those yeah. who are located at some of our satellite sites, so we have some satellite research centers there within Georgia, within Iowa and within California. So we have other you know, research scientists at that location focusing on, on different crops or different areas where we're not, not able to grow some of those things within Pennsylvania, but just having that at, at your fingertips or that resource is such a tremendous benefit to the program. And I think really enhances our ability to recruit or get people that are interested in the program because not a lot of places have that kind of direct access and just the great skill sets that our research team has. Yeah, certainly. That's really great that you guys are able to to tap into that resource because that's a great draw and, and what a great learning experience as an intern or as a veteran just getting into farming to be able to learn from. Mm-hmm. The, the best, really. <laughs> we touched on a little bit of, of how you tie in other organizations to help with kind of the business training and accounting, but these training programs at Rodale, how does that help beginning farmers translate these new skills and all this farming education into a career? I'm thinking of people who have you know, made an impact or people that I can think of that are highlighted over the past couple of years. One of the guys, Chuck Christensen, again, he was very instrumental in you know me forming the Veteran Farmer Training Program. He's now farming in Adams County, which is uh, probably about four or five counties away from where we are here within Pennsylvania. But 
just the fact that we still have contact with these people. He reached back every once in a while. He's been doing a lot of work with bees lately. So he still works with Michael Schmeling, who is our, our resident beekeeper there at, at Rodale Institute, in addition to being the farm manager at one of our satellite sites. So just being able to have that reach back is a key asset or a key tool that these farmers are able to have in their tool belt. We don't just kick them out and say, all right, good luck. Hopefully we'll talk to you later. So just they're able to have reach back. So he's been back multiple times working with Mike and talking about different bee questions and different stuff like that. Uh, one of the other guys who came to mind was Wilson Allen. So he was a guy who came through the program in 2020. So he's currently working at one of our partners, the Seed Farm. So the Seed Farm is an incubator farm that's located about 20, 25 minutes from Rodale. And at the Seed Farm, they provide a lot of uh, the services for beginning farmers. So they don't have to purchase all these things themselves. So an incubator farm has all that on site and they rent those services that they need. They have tractors there, greenhouses, walk-in coolers, tools, implements. So rather than having all that capital expense, you know, upfront, we highly recommend that they go, you know, to the seed farm if it works out for them within the, the Pennsylvania area and start their, their business plan and get their entrepreneurship rolling there. It's a pretty low cost way to get your plan rolling up off the ground. So that's another tool that we think people can, you know, benefit from. Sam Stern, he was also a guy who was in last year, the, the 2021 cohorts. He's doing a lot of great things. He's actually working on a seed saving agribusiness venture. So he's currently focusing on heirloom type, you know, products and seeds like that. And they're growing basically the same heirloom stuff that George Washington was growing on his property wow. there in Mount Vernon. So he's doing some great stuff down there in the DC, Virginia area. Pat Doherty, he took tremendous advantage of one of the programs that we have. One of our great partners is an organization called Pocono Organics. We have an extensive multi-month internship here at Rodale, but Pocono Organics has been very generous. They're located about in an hour or so away from Rodale but they offer an additional eight month internship for military veterans. So we're almost the basic training. If you want to look at it that way, an advanced training could be something there at Pocono Organics. So we spend an additional eight months there learning about the different greenhouse operations and doing some of the, the good work there that they started with mushrooms. And he actually got hired by Pocono Organics. So wow. I just was able to visit him earlier this week. He's doing good things up there. We, we took a field trip with our interns up to Pocono Organics because they're such an inspiring story and a great partner. And then Ariel Jennings is a veteran who came through a program in 2018, and she's also up there at Pocono Organics at the moment as an intern, exploring possibilities of what she can do up there. We've had veterans from all ages. I think the youngest veteran I had was early 20s, and the oldest veteran was a Vietnam veteran, Bernie He's currently farming it in South Jersey. So wow. it's just a lot of great success stories, and whether it's reaching back to Rodale getting scholarships or grant opportunities to our partners with Farmer Veteran Coalition, like in Bernie's case, that helped him get some extra irrigation or seed farm. It's a lot of good opportunities where they're able to leverage the tools that they have made available to them to make it work for their particular enterprise. Yeah, that's really cool to hear too, that people are leaving the program, having success, and then being able to contribute back and, and have people participate, which is, that's obviously one of the goals. Um, you want people to be able to go and be successful, but then come back and, and help you guys keep moving the needle there. What business education do you guys provide throughout the program that can lead to these types of success stories? And how does that education kind of help people um, that are looking at selling direct to consumer from their farm? Well, some of the groups that, that we're going to be working with this season, again, I kind of mentioned kitchen table consultants where you're getting your own kind of 
internal books in order. We're going to be working with, with you guys, Barn to Door, as an outlet for helping people market. I know you guys have a lot of other resources that you're going to be working with as well. We're also partnering with a group called uh, Market Makers. So they're almost a combination there between like eHarmony and LinkedIn, just trying to marry up people who are looking to purchase agricultural products and those who are looking to sell those. I'm trying to make that match. We also have a couple sessions lined up with uh, different agencies from USDA. So I was actually coordinating that event just yesterday afternoon with getting multiple groups from USDA, whether it's USDA Rural, NRCS, some of the, their marketing service teams. There are just different agencies that want farmers to become successful and to have a good environmental impact on in their areas and just both veterans and the other in terms of aware of the, the resources that are out there to help them become successful farmers. In addition to all, all the field trips that we go to, we like to really focus on a lot of those people who have quote unquote made it or turned their enterprise into a successful, you know, business venture, letting the interns ask those, you know, direct questions. Hey, what were your challenges here? Setting up your veggie CSA. What was your challenges with your small scale livestock operation with sheep or something like that, or your small scale dairy and yogurt and creamery operation? What were the, the benefits, the things that you wish you would, would have known before that? To so just getting that, that hands-on direct one-on-one, you know, time to ask questions. Like even this afternoon, the interns are at Peace Tree Farms, which is a, a wholesale organic greenhouse. This is their busy time, March and April. People are buying all the stuff from the greenhouses, but just being able to talk to these farmers and, and these business owners one-on-one about the challenges and, and the benefits and the ways they're able to make the market work for them or some of the challenges that they faced. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely something we've experienced as well as farmers love to, to learn from other farmers. It's been awesome to hear about the program. Where and how can farmers join or apply or even just go to learn more about Rodale Institute's farm training programs? First of all, if you have any type of inclination that you're interested within the opportunities that Rodale has, I'd encourage you to go to rodaleinstitute.org, go underneath our education tab. We have uh, quite a bit of resources. If you live in the local area here, you can definitely attend one of our workshops. We have quite a few of those spread throughout the, the spring and, and summer months. We have webinars that are, people gotta, gotta sign up for. And then if you do miss it, we have a decent amount of archive webinars that you can go out and check at your own leisure, even if you're not able to watch them when they're conducted live. And then we have our online courses, which are through our virtual campus. So I encourage people to, to check those out. We have our free regenerative consumer course. So that's free. Our other courses, you have a fee associated with them. And then if you are really interested in participating in one of our internship programs. We can see underneath there, we have the Veteran Farmer Training Program and the RIF Program. So just check out those web links there and get your applications in sooner rather than later. And we'll be interviewing people there in the fall, late fall, and then you know in the, in the early winter for people to come here in the springtime. And if you're in the area, we encourage people to come visit. Rodale is pretty much open from dawn until dusk. <laughs> it's you know pretty much an, an open farm. People are able to come walk around or if they want to shell out a little bit of money, they can come for a guided tour, but we also have self-guided tours. You can come and check it out at your own pace. For even farmers who are experienced or have been doing this a long time, maybe aren't looking for a mm-hmm. training program, the amount of resources on Rodale's website is crazy. So definitely navigate over there and, and check those out too with the research mm-hmm. that they're doing really on the cutting edge of the organic movement and yeah. a lot of great minds over there at Rodale. <laughs> and if there are any farms out there that are, you know, listening to this podcast and they are not already certified organic, if they are interested in transitioning fully or becoming certified organic, just reach out to our consultant team. Sam Mauriot is the director there and he's got a, a team or 11 or 12 people under him that are spread across the country that are, you know, 
will gladly help current farmers from conventional or at least if they're already sustainable, if they want to become certified organic to help walk them through those steps. That's awesome. That's really great to hear. Well, I guess um, as a final question, Justin, what are you and your team looking to accomplish in, in the year ahead? And how do you guys see yourself improving these farm training programs? Yeah, so we're definitely excited. So we just kind of wrapped up here our fifth week with uh, the interns for their season long program. So they still got a, you know, a long 30 weeks to go, but it, it's <laughs> definitely exciting here as stuff is slowly starting starting to turn green within Pennsylvania. We kind of had a long, hard, cold winter. A lot of stuff was brown, but now stuff is slowly coming back to life here in the spring season. So it's always nice to see that. And we just hope that people will take advantage of the opportunities that they have here, soak up in as much of the knowledge as they can, but take advantage of these opportunities and these resources here to learn, whether it's just sitting down at lunch, you know, some of the research staff or some of the other farm operations team, just picking their brains with all the experiences that they've had during their time at Rodale and just maximizing the opportunity that they have here so that people can become successful farmers. By the time they roll out the door here, we were really proud of the strides that we made over the past couple of years with making that balance between education and hands-on training. And we're just anxious to see how it works here in 2022. We'll make whatever tweaks we need to for 2023. That's great to hear the, the kind of the direction that it's headed to and, and definitely a commitment to that continuous improvement, learning from mistakes. That's definitely something we're familiar with here as well. <laughs> Oh yeah, it wouldn't be farming. Nobody's perfect. You always want to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> Definitely. I want to extend my thanks to Justin and his team at the Rodale Institute's Farm Training Programs. At Barnador, we're delighted to serve farmers in all 50 states, including certified organic farms and farmers just starting out in a career as regenerative farmers. For more information on the Rodale Institute's farm training programs, you can visit rodaleinstitute.org slash education slash training programs. And to learn more about Barnador, including access to numerous free resources and best practices for your farm, go to barntador.com slash resources. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Direct Farm Podcast. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to automatically download new episodes. For more free resources that you can read, watch, and listen to, visit farmtodoor.com slash resources. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.